Kelly. Sitting in front of me is the devil of Cultaholic, the last actually sick boy, <laughs> Tom Coffin Campbell. <laughs> Sitting next to him is the cream in your coffee, your favourite DJ's favourite DJ, <laughs> the Shields Cannon, the physical embodiment of North Wrestling, the David Getter of professional wrestling, the most entertaining button presser in professional wrestling, Mr. North Shields Rana. Oh my god. Choppy Wrestling. <laughs> The half a minute man, the main event, he's just discovered Twitter, the king of the riverside, the produce, he's still not paid his dues, it's David <laughs> DJ Chop! Oh, hey! Hey, you're juice. The Campbell Towers today is the man who has never missed the North Show. He's a right old grumpy bastard sometimes. He wants to be the very best, <laughs> like no one ever was. He hates gimmicks, they really test to kill them is the cause. He travels across the land, wrestling far and wide. These gimmicks don't understand the power that's inside. HD Drake, gotta kill them all. That's because he's a t shirt. <laughs> it's HD Drake. Oh, it's amazing. I want to point out for legal reasons that my t shirt is a parody. <laughs> <laughs> that was a parody as well. That was, that was most certainly a parody, and in no way, shape, or form was affiliated with the Nintendo Core. I just wanted to make. Tom it's cruel because because I'm as you can tell I'm a bit under the weather but uh, this 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 cold has taken away my laugh because mm. now every time I laugh it just basically makes me dry heave so like, I know it's, like that when, um, it's taking uh, joy from the world so how's everyone been anyway what, what oh. have you been doing what have you been up to just been ill yes north side frontier wrestling <laughs> grabbed our attention didn't it chop Hey, Gio Adams was great. Gio, brilliant. It's a great performance. Yeah, hey. I, I genuinely, all jokes, I genuinely enjoy going down and supporting uh, local indie wrestling. I think it's important wherever you listen yeah. to support your local independent wrestling company, as I'm sure you do because you listen to North. Um, but we had a good night because it's just a fun night out. Where, wherever you go, whoever it's run by, it's a fun night out. And, exactly. and we won the raffle. And I came second, pl- second place on the raffle. So what did you win, Tom? I won a signed poster, which is the which is the archetype raffle prize for a wrestling show. <laughs> I love that. And I wonder if should North ever do a raffle. No. no. So, Chuck, what did you win? I got offered two tickets to the next show or a WWE annual. I took, I took the annual. <laughs> what year was this Only annual? because, only because my son would like it, you know what I mean? So yeah. Like, oh. What particular year was this annual? 2013. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's only 20 minutes. I don't know, was it? I haven't even looked. To be honest with you, it looked it looked great. You also went with um, one one was it one quarter of absolute wrestling, Mister Dan Lysett. Dan Lysett, yeah, new blonde hair, a wild Lysett appears. Yeah. Oh. Have you handed out headbands left, right, and centre? Yes, he, he was indeed. Yeah, my, 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 I've been using mine quite a lot actually. I tell you what, though, he's he's actually designed the new North Tag Team titles. I've seen the blueprints. Yes, we did. Yeah. It was a very all nice about time. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a, it was nice. It was actually very nice. It was a good make, crack. A, well a guest appearance from Dan Lysett. It was a very good night. Fun night had by all. Yeah. He's just going to start his own promotion now called Absolute North, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> One can hope. Right, so here we are. What about you, Mr. H.T. Drake? What have you been up to? Um, I don't know, wallowing my own self and <laughs> Elden Rings, mainly. And occasionally, you know, doing wrestling and stuff like that. You've been know? on any shows recently? Uh, yeah. Sorry about that, North. What have you been at? Been at, I've maybe been down Leeds Way for, for Title and Rise and things like that. Mm. You, you turned up to the Title show, did you? Uh, yes, I, I was both booked and turned up oh, to the Christ show. Christ, social media presence. Might get in trouble for that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, certain people have not showed. Turned up hours, that's what I'm about. I could say a single thing about that whole thing. That's, uh, if you've read it, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anymore. Uh, okay, I'm going to quickly jump in here um, with our standard grapple clothing sponsor spot. A quick mention for our sponsor and ally on the front line of rest, grapple clothing. The Heartbreaker collection is out now. Grab the new t-shirt and tote bag. We'll get the bundle at a discount, plus free with every order is an exclusive hand-numbered art print whilst stocks last. Oh. You'll spot grapple clothing at the North merch stand. Not this next show, though. You know where he is? He's gone off to WrestleMania, and he's been asked to go to the GCW shows. So what? Grapple's going to be at a GCW show <laughs> in time. Big time, Charlie. Yeah. Who does he think he is? But they, you'll normally see them hey. plastered all over our social media outlets. You'll see them on the North Merch <laughs> stand purely because we love them so much. And guess what? Connor's giving us a special discount code. Use the code NORTH. That's NORTH. NORTH. Wait. I do joke when I say who does he think he is. Yes. Genuinely. <laughs> genuinely <laughs> delighted. Lovely representatives for his brand. Oh, oh, ah. Yeah. So now I realise the vested I've interest. Seen Drake, I've seen it behind, behind that long bed, uh, the MEW place in Long Bentley, where it's like the edgy, like, Loads of fillers. Council wasteland. Like, <laughs> well, it looks like it. It's just a painted billboard that you pull down, <laughs> and it's like a it's yeah, like a metropolis behind, behind it. Well, actually, behind it is a very very lovely kind of um, garden project. Oh, oh. Blue Peter Garden. Indeed. So here we are with HT Drake. Now you've never ever missed a North show. I think that's the first thing that sticks out to me when we come to have a conversation with you about North. It's because you don't actually know what I do there, but okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel like this is good. This is going to be hot, isn't it? <laughs> this is going to be hot. So, yeah, with North Wrestling, I would like, you know, let's, let's let the listeners... Are we going to reveal the whole, everything that you've done in North? If you want. Yeah, well, okay, so Howard on, or HD Drake on the... It's too late now. <laughs> We're in the eye of the kayfabe storm here. Let's just uh... yeah. Let's just let's just let this storm pass over. I don't want. Yeah, but I, I think it's you know it's commendable to say though that you're a full time wrestling. Yes. Em- you're in full time wrestling employment, yes. and part of that is obviously you wrestle. Yep. But part of that is building rings. Yep. Setting up rings. Yep. Are we the tax man? <laughs> <laughs> the tax man is fully aware of. <laughs> Well, it's funny where I've got my escapades. Yeah, I'm purely a cash-based business. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure people who like to PayPal me. Who <laughs> 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 would like to add you on Facebook? No, we're not. So, who... All right, okay, let, let's think about the first... I, I know what the, the first time me and you ever kind of crossed paths was. Yes. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your first... 
My four my first, world of North, or the first meeting with me. First meeting with, with Mr. Bowers. Um, again, it's hark back to the thing we always talk about in here, that Shikara show. That fucking Shikara ah. show. The fabled Shikara show. Yes. Yeah. I remember walking in, and we've already, we've done this twice now with the Quackenbush story, so we don't have to talk about that Quackenbush story. Oh, it's such a nice story. I remember walking into that as well. Yeah. I love how that is the recurring story. And as a result of Rory Coyle at the last North show, it is now canon. <laughs> no, yeah. It's amazing. That was it, yeah. Well, yeah. We're going to have to get Quackenbush on this show, aren't we? Oh, hey, we're, we're, on, we're on Twitter together, me and Quack. Ooh. If you want Quack on, I think we should make Maybe, that happen. Well, is Quack ever going to do a Desert Island Graphs? He's done one. He was my very first guest. Balls, because you could have asked him then. I can, I can still ask him now. <laughs> I mean, would you really want to turn him no, to I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want him to. Could you wait until he's halfway through the podcast and then just kind of walk in, like clumsily, making a lot of noise? <laughs> with Carl and Jade. Yeah. <laughs> just kicking up his fuss. Oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, hi, hi. I see sneak behind him. Yeah. Okay. So when was the, so I think that Shikara show yeah. was me kind of sneaking onto that because I put some posters up in North Shields, but yes. that was definitely a thing that Absolute had. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's kind of a joint thing. Like uh, Absolute kind of organised it a little bit, and then you jumped in to help loads, and obviously put a couple of guys on for your yeah, that's pretty sure yeah. to showcase what North was going to be. Yeah, I've got some t-shirts printed off and wore them, so let yeah. people know that North was a thing. It's worth the long run, so <laughs> can't well, blame you too much. So with absolute, I remember that first show though. <coughs> Who was it that you were up against? Do you remember? I was up against Sorterat. So is that Drew Gulak? That is the yes, Drew Gulak. It was Gulak for the last talk about the Drew. Good, the good one. Good luck. <laughs> the good luck. So I also think, um, yeah, when you were brought in North, I remember sending you a questionnaire. Can you remember? That was the first, yes. the first thing I did as a promoter because I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'll do it differently. That's exactly what wrestlers want when they get a book or somewhere. They just love. Was it multiple nice. choice questionnaire? It was. A, I think it was quite good because I was reading through the emails just today, and the questionnaire said it was like, I think it was like this big spiel. Obviously, I like to bullshit, so there's a big spiel about <laughs> <No. me. laughs> about what North was going to be. Now reading it back, I'm like, oh. is it really cringy? <laughs> I, t- I vaguely remember this, and I vaguely remember looking at him going, what the shuffle? In this 17-page proposal, I will tell you what my wrestling company is. We yeah. need to find this proposal. Find it, <gasps> yes. Oh, my God, this is exciting. I can't remember if I actually replied to that. I just went, can you wash me? Uh, you didn't, because I had to send an email back saying, any chance you've read this email? You've read the proposal for my wrestling company. Old North Wrestling Google account. Oh, this is exciting! Piece of history here. So this is the this was basically before North was a thing. Mm-hmm. So this was your vision before all of the, everything that had happened for North Wrestling. And this was basically a questionnaire gathering information on yeah wrestlers, well, which wrestlers the, do not get all the time for random things. Mm. One of the things that I'd, I couldn't find it now. I was reading it just before. One of the things that I was told um, when I went to like shows and started asking people. Um, I started asking people about booking shows was what could make us different to other local promotions in oh. the area and they, everyone said ask the wrestlers like what they want from a show mm. because nobody gets asked, asked for anything 
I mean, get paid up front. Yes, <laughs> people said that. So get paid good. The day or get paid before yeah. the show, which is what I think we do. Like, so, good evening. Oh, <laughs> good evening. We're in the very early stages of development. Although we can provide you with a bit more information on our concept, concept. if you're interested. What, did you get Alfred Hitchcock to do with this? We are saying we and R. Oh, oh, you no, always no, no. you always put away. No, I don't think I've told anyone this. Is anyone familiar with what culture's output now? Yes. Do you know Sidgwick? Yes. Well, I worked for Sidgwick. Ah. For a good few years, and it, he was one. So I met him uh, at a place called Bruendorf in Newcastle. Stockbrokers worked in this. Both had this shit job working in uh, like transfer department. Okay. Found out of wrestling fans, but I was a lapsed wrestling fan. He got me back into wrestling. So anyway, fast forward to like 2016, and I got back in touch with him. Like we'd gone separate ways with jobs and stuff like that. And he just started working at What Culture, and um, I was like, right, well, we'd always said if I was ever going to start up a wrestling promotion, get him involved. Mm-hmm. We did, but then of course What Culture started up their own promotion, and it became a clash of interests. So he wasn't allowed to work on more, or he didn't want to. So anyway. Uh, so it was a we then, and then it bit very firmly became very much just me. But even if it wasn't, you would <laughs> always put we anyway. I always, I always put we. It just makes it sound bigger. Of course it does. There's a thing called I think it's called Middelschlachten. One of our more educated people, my uh, listeners, might Middelschlachten. Yeah, the Germans do it in industry. This is, this is really interesting. Oh, I mean, no, I'm intrigued. You behave the level above where you are in in business. Makes sense. So, like, if you're a small business, you say we. You dress like you're in a big office. You pretend like you get like all that head of paper because then you will people will perceive you to be that. Yeah, yeah. Growing that, I think that's kind of like what North was because when North first died, it was a fucking bullshit promotion. Is it not basically fake it till you make it? Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Middelschlauten. is fake it till you make it. <laughs> the name of Mike Quackenbush's podcast, funnily enough. So. <laughs> In a nutshell, we want to be an adult-oriented, <laughs> northeast-inspired, current and forward-thinking promotion embracing local talent in and out of the ring, oh. and attempting to bridge a gap between here and the rest of the country. We don't want to do what has already been done in the area. We don't have a date or venue yet, <laughs> but we're working on it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, the rest of it's just a bit of bullshit. So the questions I asked: <laughs> What would we have to do to get you interested? Okay. As a northeast-based wrestler. What's missing in the current Northeast wrestling scene? And what is your appearance fee? <laughs> yeah. See, right, the thing is, right, in a nutshell, really, you were just asking how much the fuck it was. No, but you were also so getting a little bit of additional input yeah. into what was. And, and I like that because I find a lot of times nowadays when wrestling promotions start up, uh, normally in the Northeast, um, it's always somebody who has designed a wrestling logo and a Facebook yeah. page. Yeah. And that's the first thing they have done mm. all together. I've got the Facebook page going. We're called Madness Pro Wrestling. And we're based in Bladen. And, and that's it. And that's all you see. And, and from there they go, our first event is Christmas Chaos. <laughs> Booked anyone? No, but we've got the graphics done. Who's like AC Drake is ring. Yeah, AC <laughs> Drake will be there. Hold on, mate. Got ring definitely will. You're hired, but it's um. Hey, don't, don't knock it. That's a bit of my mortgage. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely, mate. Yeah. You're you are basically the foundation of wrestling in the northeast, and that is true because it's if the that ring. Back goes this whole flipping this whole scene goes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the industry is literally on your back, that's mate. A, that's the thing, though. If, like, if I would just turn around and went, like, I'm not doing the ring anymore, like, I'd be like, oh, I can't be asked to find 
Oh, we're done. If you could get stocks and shares in the northeast, <laughs> in northeast wrestling, the day that it, like if, if Howard suddenly develops like a spine problem, sell, see, sell, 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 sell. Pretty much. Yeah. So I said that on the seventh of February, and then on the eleventh of February, the next email was again from me. Good morning. Just wondering whether you had a chance to look at the attached book of inquiries. <laughs> and then fourteenth of Feb, Valentine's Day. Oh. Sorry for the late reply. And look at that, though. He gives us, he gives us a load of... Oh, look at back. that. See? I'm nice sometimes. <coughs> he, what he went, he went, money. <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> I'll take that. Arr, I smell money. <laughs> to be fair, though, it does go on after that. And it goes into some, um, you know, you say, don't book new nation. Bad Fan and Rory Cole no 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 it doesn't it buries everyone oh, that's weird no I also I also point out the chop at that point still hadn't paid a fucking dude oh for many years yes 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 so is this do you lift the curtain on that and the fact that you actually worked together for quite some time yeah building rings driving picking up you know but that's just, it's just it's just glossed over and forgotten about, so it's alright, don't worry about it. Right. No one gives a shit. You did ruin it on that Sky Sports documentary. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you basically... Yeah, he was, was just waiting for that big moment. You know, the big, the big now, now. Right then, I'll tell you what the real truth is. Welcome. <laughs> You, you bought in a, you bought in offsetting all the dues you'd paid previously with those Sky Sports <laughs> documentary comments, and now you're at minus 37 dues. <laughs> so, come on then. So the first time we met was... The Chicago show. Yes, it was. We had we had a bit of email back and forth. What about the first show? As much you can remember, because I don't think Tom was at the first show, and I don't think you had the first show. I also know somebody else wasn't at the first show. He was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be your opponent in the main yes. event. He's quite popular now. Yeah, he's he's, he's quite popular then as well. Himself, you know, for a bird of flight. <laughs> you well, were actually all birds are birds of flight. A bird of prey. Not true. A dodo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Penguin uh, as well. Penguin emu. as well. Emu. emu. Um, You've, no, let's talk about more non-birds of flight. I think that's why people are here. Ospreys? <laughs> Ospreys. <laughs> so you were billed, and it had been advertised build. for quite a while. Or mm-hmm. billed, yeah. It's a nice, nice bird pun. It's um, <laughs> our first ever show to be you versus Will Osprey in the main event. Yes, it was. Probably less than 24 hours before the first bell, Will Osprey pulled out an injury. I think he'd been on uh, what culture show? Like the O2 Academy on the Thursday? Yeah, I think you had something on the, was the show Friday the Saturday? The show was the Saturday. And I'm I sure met Will Osprey on Friday. Yeah. And then he either realised something or whatever, or wasn't feeling great. Mm-hmm. He got injured apparently. Yeah. I think Kirby injured him apparently. That was the thing. Yeah. yeah. I watched that match. for the Saturday. Yeah, I watched that match. It was pretty safe to me. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm a Will Osprey's listening to this. Yeah, I'm not going to cast any shade on that particular one. So you were then put in <laughs> with, who I think is a you know, fine replacement, mm-hmm. same kind of wrestler, you, you against Liam Thompson. Uh, yeah, basically we just did the same match. Move for move. we were going to do, basically. So yeah. No, I, I, I enjoy going to Liam. He's, I like him, he's a good guy. He is good. He's got a phenomenally like silvered beard now. Yeah. And a, and a great thing going with a uh, kitchen sink. Kitchen sink, yeah. Who would have ever thought that would have been his gimmick from there? Well, but wrestling's great like that, though, isn't it? It's something where you, you wouldn't think something like that would get over. Yeah. But with the right person, with the right crowd, at the right time, it's, exactly. it's money. That was the, that, I'd quite like to recycle that sink, but that's a different one. 
<laughs> so that was the first show, the first show, the first main event. It went wrong. Since then, how do you feel it's gone in, in, the, in the next 23 shows after that? 23 shows after that? Yeah. Um, well, I think that was, uh, I think I made a few more for you than after that, but then like Rory basically just came yeah. out of his own. We told you very much mm. uh, the guy for North, mm. perfect for North. Um, I think I, I kind of like settled into a workhorse kind of role, just yeah. putting on, according to the fans, if you look at the, the votes for the uh, North DVD, the second best match on every show. <laughs> <laughs> not good enough to actually get on a DVD. That was the thing, wasn't it? The second best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want the second best match on your show, um, <laughs> I like that just check out my Twitter. My contact details are there. You get a ring as well. Yeah. Not necessarily. I'd you might be, get a ring as well. But is that not the workhorse macho? Because we used to say about the Intercontinental title being like the workhorse yeah. title. That was always the second match on the card, wasn't it? Unless it was SummerSlam '92. No, the second obviously. best okay so is that yeah. not like a, 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 a way like a backhanded comment but it's like you know it's still saying you that you're probably going to have the best match on the card but obviously it's not the main event but it's still as well, no, the best no. the second you know yeah well it's not necessarily that I'm obviously just dicking around but, <laughs> <laughs> but no it was just it was just a little bit annoying on that uh, DVD vote that went out to 1600 people <laughs> But I did not make the DVD, but the second best match on him. <laughs> we'll do a best of North, second best second match. Best of yeah. Second best of North. Does anyone really? even watch DVDs anymore? Well, have you got a memory stick or something? No, no. That's, That's pretty much They just download them into their brains these days, <laughs> kids. They don't know what a DVD is. Is it on a memory stick? It's all on a memory stick. <laughs> that is the oldest man memory <laughs> match. Do you want to watch their memory sticks? Like, got no. one of their memory sticks. Put it on a mini disc. <laughs> How do you get your footage across to your editor? Uh, we transfer. It's the same thing. It's a memory stick. No, it's not. We transfer is a file thing. Oh bollocks! That's what I meant. SD card. <laughs> I don't watch the fun SD cards. I'm got like an SD card player in my front room. Anyway. Oh mate, <laughs> you're missing out. You know what we do now? We have enough. Uh, uh, wrestling.pivotshare.com that's where you watch it we that's where all the kids are these but it's, days. Oh, it's pivot share, expensive mate. wherever you go how it's much is it out oh bargain literally you can eat you can right either have a posh coffee or watch all the best wrestling ever just north as well no mate oh wow what else do you get can't believe you asked Bar wrestling. What? Them. Ryan's bar wrestling. It's just this country as well or is it what mate it's white wolf wrestling from Spain as well Europe, is that it? What, mate? You're yeah. talking out your hoop. <laughs> Loads more. That's it. <laughs> was American as well. <laughs> we did have uh, WWE World Wrestling All Stars on it. We might actually still do. Until I watched one of the shows. Oh, no, it was on the Attitude Era podcast. And it's incredibly homophobic. All the way through. Yeah. We better take them off. Yeah. So are you saying that you're putting out um, a lot of Stuff into your pivot share that you're not even checking. Uh, well, I've checked it now. <laughs> we checked it after we realised there was a problem, yeah, which is how the best way is to check things. How could you check over 260 hours of wrestling? That's a lot of how hours. Much? For three nights. <laughs> What's that address again? <laughs> Northwrestling.pivotshare.com. That's easy to remember. It's so good. Oh. 
Anyway, right. Subtle lads, well done, everybody. So going back to, because, uh, right, so I think I think the way that obviously me and you met was quite straightforward. Yeah. It was through a booking, you've been on every show since then. I think you've been a workhorse. You always get called the workhorse. I remember even the last show, um, you versus T.J. Cooper. I remember even Spike Trevay tweeting out before that saying, sleeper match of the card that mm-hmm. one 100% and we said it on the podcast didn't we ah, and it was yeah. mm-hmm. it, all, like, it was a really really good really really good match well it didn't end very well but you know didn't end very well for you at all no not at all I mean we might have had better days at the office <laughs> <laughs> but what about these two guys sitting across the table from you Tom Campbell because I know that you actually you're going to get into close acquaintance with them quite soon yes. that's a different universe mate <laughs> It's a different universe. I remember wrestling is a multiverse. It's a multiverse, mate. We're jumping through the we're jumping through the ring like in oh, Sonic. In, in a long distance, oh, yeah. far away past. My original meet with Tom's actually quite interesting. Yes, I want to see if you remember. I remember exactly what it was. Uh, we were watching. We're we were watching. Uh, so me and uh, Miss Roxy had decided to check out a local show because we were bored and had bottle to do. Support local wrestling. So we decided to support some local wrestling. We even paid in. What? Mm. I mean, that's ridiculous. Did you win the no. raffle? No, I, did, I did, didn't even buy the raffle. Oh. I only paid in. That was my thumbs <laughs> to local wrestling already used. Um, so yeah, so we were there, and then I think sitting in front of us, there was a, a gentleman who was quite animated, quite into the wrestling. Was he loud? He was very loud. Like, to the point where he was going, Boo! You're the bad guy, so I'm going to boo you! <laughs> How dare you? So, um, I'm not going to mention exactly which this show is, uh, but we were watching, and um, this gentleman in front wasn't wasn't overly impressed with the quality. (laughs) (laughs) I was having a lovely time. I think I know what show this is. Yes. So, uh, amidst them using briefcases for uh, championship belts, we Uh, say that again. We they were using briefcases for championship belts. And there was a famous Grado little video where he's backstage and there's a man who comes up with his briefcase for his telephone. So anyway. Fuck me. So me, me and wow. Tom got, Love got talking and uh, I explained that it was other places in and around and we had a bit of a natter and whatnot. Mm. And I believe I may have even put you in touch with your first local wrestling You job. certainly uh, did. I'm just checking the previous I messages. it was even for Mr. Joe Rage of all people. It was. At the any six suites. Joe Rage ran two adult shows at the any six. It was, yeah. Ages ago. I can, I can even remember who was. Maybe even been three. Fuck off. He did. Did. I got got Tom the gig for uh, an answer. Jesus. It did indeed. So when are we talking here? Are we talking like 2015? 2016. 2016. So it was, so Joe Rage was on, you were on, mm-hmm. Val Cabius was on. Right. Primate was on. Rampage, boot, bro. Was on. <laughs> Rampage was on. Because I remember we'd done two shows that day for All Star and then travelled home and then did Joe Rage's show. Fuck. I can't believe Joe Rage was Tony Storm was on. What? Yeah, I remember Tony Storm was what on. What the fuck and he's, and he's, fair, fair to say, I don't think he made a profit. <laughs> no, but it was good. So, but, and then, uh, what was I, it called? What was I can't remember. I, all, I, what I remember is being frustrated that the microphone was on a wire. <laughs> And, it was, and the cord was too short to reach the ring. If it wasn't called Joe Rage's Rip Roar and Rock and Roll Wrestling, uh, then it's mm, sad use of misuse of ours. I'm not speaking one at the minute. Joe Rage. Mm. Oh. Because come on, I can't oh. Oh. Joe Rage stories. Welcome, welcome. I'll tell you what it is. Chops beef. <laughs> Chops beef. Yeah, read. I'm the butcher. Chops beef. I'm, There's your jingle. I'm doing a music for me. No, 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 straight up. 
beef. I know what that is. Do you want a cut for Sunday? <laughs> Chops beef. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm not speaking to him anyway because he revealed to us. I oh, well, that would put me off speaking to him. I, as may well. not, I may not put this in this, in this, when I cut it out, but. Me, me and Math did a really wanky chant at a Rise show. This is before I was working for them properly, where it was the, it was the Brothers of Rage teaming up. And obviously, the, on, whenever we do comms for the Brothers of Rage, it's Big Brother Benji, Little Brother Joe, and all this yeah. stuff. So me and Matthew had a couple of beers, and we're going, Benji is, <laughs> Benji is small, and Joe is really tall. That's the joke. <laughs> That's the joke. Arseholes. Absolute arseholes. <laughs> And now, oh. and now Joe is listening going, so it was you two that did that. Yes, Joe Rage will be listening to this as well, so right, I'm going to propose... I love him, I'm but he's just, just worked us again. I'm going to propose a little, a new uh, feature in our show is Joe Rage's Storytime Corner. Oh. So, uh, if Joe Rage is listening out there, I just want him just to send in a little story just for every time we record a podcast. So, like when Joe was on a show, right? You can ask him, where did he come from? And where did he go? Did yes! <laughs> That was Chuck's Like, if beef. you watch around the show, right? I'd go to Benji and be like, oh, how's your brother doing? Is he all right, you play? Yeah. That is, that is actually a new feature as well, Chuck's Beef. That was Chuck's Beef. Well, Draw the fat left on Chuck's Beef. Chuck, make, chop up what Tom's just done with that and turn it into, like, a, into a really... Sound, of a, sound of a ding as if a door's opening. I read, I'm the butcher. Chuck's Beef. No, no, sound of a ding. Ding, ding, ding. I read, I'm the butcher. And then, like, a nice... Chops beef. I'll do a nice... I'll do a nice... I'll be quiet. I'll do a nice clean one. Chops beef. So that was how we met. So so it was thanks to Howard that I got into the wrestling world up here in the first place. It was your kindness reaching out to go, do you want to do this? And then I did that. And then you needed somebody for Absolute. I think it was you I spoke to first. And you went, actually, speak to Dan Lysett. And then that became a thing. It was meant to be a one-off. And then they went, ah, stick around. So I, I owe Howard a lot. I, I owe Howard a lot. The fact that we're sat here, it's basically down Gate to you, sir. Yeah, he let me in the gate. What an honour. Yeah. So if anybody's looking for jobs in Northeast Wrestling, uh, just get in touch and I'm like an agent. <laughs> they are desperate for ring announcers. <laughs> yes, because some of them ain't the greatest. Exactly. You need to crack on. I need to be gone. <laughs> anyway, uh, right, so early days. Yes, yes, AT Drake. Where did you start training? You oh, were, so you, you're, what, you're 15 years now? Yes. Yeah, longer than that, mate. Is it really? Yeah, so I, I, I had my first match when I was 15. Fucking hell. That was four years ago. Where was that at then? That was um, uh, IWF. The IWF? Who, IWF. Who, was that with... Who was the main guy? The main guy there was Assassin. Right. Um, okay. But it was, it was a couple of other guys. It was like Sean Storm. Um, Carbon was there a few times. Cobble Day Punishment Carbon. was there. I believe Court well no no, no that's that's way after Court Punishment was way after that right. um, but yeah there was like Weapon X used to be there and people like that Max Heat which is kind of Max yeah. Heat Indian I got Indian it from Indian a hairdryer Max yeah <laughs> I love this Max is, Heat this is some seriously old school stuff here <laughs> so so when you were at IWF were you training with IWF yeah so I I got my first kind of taste of training through them Um but it was back in back in the day where literally there was nothing. Mm. It was it, like wrestling was like a barren landscape. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's so long ago. I don't even think Facebook what, existed what to find out where the places were. What got you into though? Like that's the thing I always find with wrestling is like it's 
fair enough you get into a band it's kind of fair enough you're getting arrested now even though I still look at people training and I go what the fuck is why are you doing this to yourself mm. but back then mm-hmm. there's even there's not many people going to shows I mean everyone loves wrestling and obviously there's there was, always, there's always was, Newcastle's always had a wrestling community there, there was a couple of places which were doing alright mm. um, but it was literally uh, like I didn't know my arse from my elbow so I didn't have a clue that they existed mm. and it was quite it was almost quite difficult to get information people were a bit protective over certain things mm. it was that you know bullshit mentality of if you train here you can't go anywhere else yeah. which probably cost me my first like six or seven years of wrestling just dusting around doing rubbish you do hear that about like a lot of people even people who are knocking about now where yeah. they're like they get into a bad school and that school then hoards them yeah and then goes well, it, was, it was also kind of thing like because um, th- there was actually a better place locally uh, which I had heard of but it was one of those things of like you weren't allowed to go there because you, then you'd lose your you, you're almost like scared to lose your spot on a crappy show mm. which was weird um, and if I can go back and slap 15 year old me I would so that, um, that that wasn't IDF though that, IDF was a good place IDF was, was okay yeah um, there was a place WZW which if you look at it and the guys who were there is a bit better right because um, I had people like AJ and I had right people who were a bit more open to travelling and doing a bit more AJ um, is AJ Screwface Screwface and I also had like um, Spitty Tony Spitfire and people yeah. like that who were, who were about those kind of times who uh, like have done a lot in terms of like all star and things mm-hmm. like that and um, they run first class wrestling yeah. as well which again is like a more family oriented wrestling show but still a very good drawing we really, yeah show. like I mean it's that, it's that argument again with those like those types of shows and I'm doing the commas where people like people in, people think in the industry that wrestlers and promoters slag them off which is the complete opposite of how no. people actually think of those because shows if you look at those shows um, like they're not personally what I would watch but that's because I'm an adult wrestling mm. fan yeah. I would watch an adult mm-hmm. wrestling show yeah. but if I had kids yeah. I would take them to that you look at every it, freaking you look at the first class roster now as well yeah you've got their roster's insane on. Uh, screw faces on yeah um, who else have they had on recently they have the Shreddy not been there when like, um, Shreddy started wrestling they just put a little snippet from the main event yeah. just the quality is, is phenomenal I think James Mason's wrestled on there as well yeah James right? Mason's done it I think you've got Charlie Garrett on there he's a great that was it. that was it JJ Charlie yeah, yeah. Garrett in this Charlie little Stern snippet that is. Yeah. yeah sorry Charlie Stern now. yeah um, <clears throat> yeah and they're like Mm. I think it was I, th- I saw a tweet from not that they're the same as the camps but I think because they're, they're more old school wrestling so yeah. a tweet that Rory it's, it's a similar it's a, it's, a, it's a similar in some ways but mm. obviously it's like it's it's a much longer show yeah it's like what you get in the camps is usually like three matches at most yeah yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a classic six match card yeah five, five or six matches and they, they tend to do a kind of thing where there's always like a story in the night mm. where something will happen earlier on which will then feed into the next match or feed into yeah. a main event or something like that because that's good because they don't rely on having the same crowd every time and they'll do like Middlesbrough and then they'll do like down Newcastle or something like that yeah. and they'll shift around not expecting the same crowd so we go back to like the start of so then it was to you wrestling at IWF yeah um, were you, what were you shooting for at that point now so like so going back into a little bit about like mm-hmm. I still can't get into the mentality of why you were getting to wrestling when it's a bit barren mm-hmm. like it's really fucking difficult uh, to get into I find that bizarre because uh, I was just, I was a kid who really wanted to get into a wrestling ring. Yeah. And, uh, like, obviously I watched it, watched um, WWF and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, I was watching ECW and things like that and just, I just loved it. So you just, just, me me and my friends were, were wrestling mad and obviously backyard and like crazy and stuff like that. Yeah. And then to actually get somewhere which had an actual ring was, was insane. So when, what were you, what was the, 
because now you can kind of see how you can get from you could get from wrestling in the North Shields over four, five, six years, you could end up wrestling in Watkins. There's actually an the end, there's a bit of an end game now, isn't there? Yeah, Whereas yeah. then there was. You, wrestle in, you wrestle for the well, WWE, then, like. Mm-hmm. Well, then, then the, 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 the really wasn't anything. And like, mm. um, so like, I kind of basically just tossed around that and then went to uni and got a real job. Mm-hmm. Hated my life. Mm. Um, what was that job? Was that. What? I, was, I was a mechanical design engineer. Yeah. I had a department at one point. I had a budget. Oh, oh, I had yeah. staff. I was important. I was somebody. <laughs> Were you miserable? I hated my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, even, I even went into teaching for a year, and in one year I realised that I really hate kids. <laughs> that was what it taught me. I mean, that's definitely the job. Like, one of the perks of my job is that I regularly get to give shit kids a bunch of shit. <laughs> and it's perfectly fine. So you get to, actually, you get to learn, like, it's that cathartic release of giving kids loads of shit. But also, given people in the crowd who you could just imagine were the people who worked for you. Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> is, it wasn't so much the work colleagues and stuff like that, although it was really boring when, you know, everybody's always talking about golf or running, and it's just like, oh, for God's sake. What about that 450 splash that I pulled off uh, in training? No, on the like, <laughs> I, I would regularly go up to them and go like, oh, it's, it's, like, oh there's David's come back, and he's like, oh, yeah, I went for a run yesterday. So, oh, did you? Yeah, and then missed the bus. That's the only time I run so <laughs> <laughs> like, There's nothing worse for cardio than that. Just, so what? So we're thinking of like so IWF, and then what time was it where it came? It was like a full time job. Were you still wrestling when you had a full time job? Uh, yeah, I was, like... I was wrestling on and off. Like had a bit of a gap for maybe like four, mm. four or five years when I was at uni. Um, right. Did lots of stupid shit instead, yeah. um, and then I kind of mainly came back because uh, it was a guy Ian Robinson had a school going, which was also with Tony Spitfire, and then later on. Screwface, right? Uh, we're training there at the Northeast Wrestling Gym, and I kind of got me in with some people who were far more knowledgeable than yeah. I was, who actually knew how to like to really do it, and that made a massive difference to me. Um, and then they were they were running with them for maybe four years or something like that. Right. Were they running shows as well? And not really, but they had connections to better shows. Right. Like there used to be um, News used to run, which was Paul Fies, which was one of the better promotions. Used to run down Peterlee, I think. Oh, right. uh, that was quite a good one. Uh, that had like good crowds and good good like, standard of wrestling. So we'll take, that was kind of the one to aim for. We think yeah. is that like two thousand ten? Possibly, yeah, kind of around that kind of period. Yeah, I'd probably say about two thousand ten for that. Do you have any? Is there any like because it's it's so weird when you look back at that kind of time now? Because obviously, Pack would have gone through some of the stuff mm-hmm. that you were um, wrestling yeah. with there. Seamus I, I, as well. I was at I do from Packer's first training session there. Wow. Was he shit? I, uh, he was phenomenally athletic. Mm. Um, couldn't do tech or stuff like that, whatever. But well, it's like a sponge, right? Really, really quick. I, I think I taught him how to do clotheslines of all random things. <laughs> so that's what you'll have forever. Goes, not that he goes around throwing them now. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen him do a clothesline. That's It's a nice little caption for the podcast. There, HT Drake teaches Neville how to clothesline. So yes. the best wrestling matches on every North show teaches it, teaches taught, taught Neville the clothesline. So, so, he, so I remember when he when he turned up, they split the class, and I was kind of would help out a little bit because I was one of the more advanced guys. Right, and uh, they got me to take them aside, basically say, "Oh, yeah, see what we can do," kind of thing. Mm. Just came out really, yeah, he's he's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> we can keep him in the advance. Yeah, we can stick him in the advance. He, he can do a forward roll there. <laughs> but at that time, I think we were talking just before we came. It was like um, 
Yeah, like Preston, like like they were like the yeah, bigger they, they were the bigger ones, and um, like but they were. I think actually, like, actually, Paul Fye's, um Northeast Wrestling Society was a bit before right. like, Preston was big. Because I remember Preston there was a time where like Preston was like a, a real big deal and always got yeah. like all the names first. Because I was going to say like it was, <clears throat> if you look back on some of those cards now, you look back at like Preston, you're like, he so, sorry, who wrestled? Who? Yeah, like fucking what? Like I mean, I know obviously like it's quite well trodden. Uh, like Papa like Samoa Joe and Danielson did a lot of tours in the UK and so everyone was there anyone that you kind of met at that, at that stage like anyone that you wrestled with or was there any or was it, or was, it, was, it was the northeast kind of we look back at some of the MEW shows like before they had their big hiatus yeah. the early ones were like Raven was on in the yeah. fucking Eldon Square Leisure Centre and stuff Heidenreich <laughs> lest we forget um, yeah well like there was a uh, there was a lot of guys going around and stuff like that, but to be honest, I was mainly mainly working like really poor shows, to be right? Honest, mm. and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, um, it kind of came up a little bit when CLW was kicking about. Right, but it came up a little bit. I actually wrestled Pack on a CLW show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, didn't win, unfortunately. You know, <laughs> things happen. Um, and then yeah, things things mainly started developing for me. Uh, later on, right, and it was more a case when Rampage actually opened his school. That right. made a massive difference. When was that? Because obviously, I don't know. He's, like you've seen on social media that I've, I think it was as long as maybe like five or six years. Yeah, because right because Rampage's school is a school that we've used for trainees. We yeah. use for people putting the ring up, security, yep. well, and also like actual wrestlers coming through it as well. So well, what 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 kind of happened there was um, I don't know if it was through me and. Mickey the Dragon constantly pestering, <coughs> but me and me Mickey uh, were friends with uh, Rampage's kind of lady, mm-hmm. so knew her before we knew Rampage. Right, okay. And uh, so Rampage kind of moved up here to be yeah. with her. Was she um, in the business? Was she? She was for a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she she's left that a long, long time ago now. Um, but yeah, so we were, we were friends with her, and then uh, he came up, and then we all started hanging out, going for meals, right. playing pool, and shit like that. Um, and we were just constantly pestering her up the school. Yeah, yeah. Mm. When you gonna do it, buddy? Go on, open the school. Because yeah. we were like gagging for someone who really knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and then he opened the school and just went from there. Yeah. Because I think if you look back to that, like five years, when you coming through from there, and then like the school, like, the class that came after that as well, like yeah. it was quite like waves of like a couple of years. Yeah, I think like the first kind of couple of guys to like majorly come out of um, Rampage's school was probably like to me and Prime, it was yeah. the first two. Yeah. I went a completely different route to primate. Yeah. Um, and I basically the first chance I got, I quit my regular job and went full time. Yeah. Whereas primate obviously kept it as more of a side. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah. He had a different good. like trajectory into it though, I guess. Didn't you? Oh yeah. Completely. You had like, the twelve years or whatever before. Oh that, yeah. So. I, had a, I had a lot of. I had, to be honest, I had a lot of bad habits I needed to get rid of. Right. And a lot of. Um, Wear and tear as well. We <laughs> <laughs> get to our age though, Howard, it gets wear and tear becomes a daily uh, struggle. Yeah, well. <laughs> I've moved house on Monday and my back really still hurts. Yeah, well. Wednesday? <laughs> I've crawled out of bed today. My, my heart beats, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you're a wrestler. <laughs> I'm in a lot better nick than people half my age. You definitely so, are, yeah. It's true, actually. Well, that's the well, actually, I've made them 17, so probably not. <laughs> 23 shows, though. Yes. You know, you must be in good nick to do that. And I think last year, 
We're kind of skipping a little bit ahead here, but like last year, you wrestled probably, is that the most shows you wrestled? Was it last year or the year before? Uh, the last couple of years. No, no, the, 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 in terms of um, independent shows mm. all over the shop, probably yes. Mm. But in terms of pure number of shows, it was probably actually the second year right. of, my, of me going full time, um, where basically I was doing full full runs on like Bubbins and Havens and right, stuff like that. Okay. And that's where you know you get you get like ten matches a week. That's what I was because I was going to say that weeks or something like that, and that, that sharp adds up. What I was going to say, that's something that Rory tweeted yesterday, where it's like whoever says wrestlers are slagging off the camps. I don't know where you're getting that. Uh, yeah, they are. Very no much clue. paraphrasing. Yeah, no like, clue. But no, but I don't think it happens. Like, no, it that, like nobody slags off the camps because I, I think getting Any, on anybody, the camps. Anybody who turns up, like Skegness, Wagner, or, or fucking Midhead, and look at the size of the crowd, yeah. the reaction you get, the noise is deafening, and you you, you cannot argue with that. Yeah. It's, it's it's a, it's a different world it is because the parents as well who world. take their kids to that aren't just coming to a, like a, like a residence club just to yeah. let their kids watch a show yeah. they're on holiday for that weekend they get mortal drunk and pissed and whatever <laughs> yeah. they're gonna they're getting into it as well really aren't they so it's, it's like a, the get whole two, they get like, a, it, like an hour and a half show two hour show yeah it's, it's, us, it's usually a, sh- a short show but like, there'll be three matches three or four matches but it'll be quite big long matches and there'll right. be a little bit of story thrown in in the middle yeah. and stuff like that uh, so yeah, the whole show with a little break is about an hour and 25, an hour and a half, something like that. Excellent. So in terms of your career highlights then, if we're going back to, so like really when you went full time, do you think that's when things kind of pushed off into a different like zone for you, like a different... Um... Yeah, it was, it, was, it was very different. It was kind of, um, it was kind of a, a major relief for me because I, mm. uh, I'd basically been living in front of a computer and said hate my life and uh, yeah it was just great to actually be out doing something and being on the road travelling and just you know basically it was around this time the same sort of time you decided that I'm going to start building rings no that that came Mm -hmm. uh, that came because um, basically I was looking at it like not to totally slide them off but I had an engineering degree and I was a wrestler mm-hmm. and I was looking at some of the rings that I was wrestling and mm-hmm. some of the rings that other people were wrestling and looking at the rings that were kicking around the northeast. Yeah. And they were shocking. Yeah. 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 They were terrible. Like dangerous some of, as well. Some of them were yeah, some of them borderline dangerous. Mm. I'm just I was just thinking, right, I'm gonna be landing on a spine for probably ten years. Yeah. I'd rather land on a something good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's dirt. But, yeah. but anyone watching it, anyone I mean, especially at like our show with the rings so mm. close, you don't want something just going wrong or flying off or yeah like, you've, got, you've got to be careful because um, that structure is a weird structure it's thing. a strange ass structure <clears throat> it's uh, obviously oh, it's just a boxing ring league no it's not it's really not a boxing ring is about a third of the weight no. doesn't have a boxing ring has two people plus a ref in yeah. and then on occasion the trainers are running when it kicks off Yeah, uh, but like the wrestling ring will have like you know, six, seven, eight, nine people, all of them landing at the same time from some daft move from the corner. Or jumping off a balcony. Or jumping off a balcony. <laughs> which I've done a few balconies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to do a bit of a tour of balconies around the northeast. <laughs> you've done you've definitely done the riverside and you've done any six any six suite. I think any six suite is actually probably a little higher, is it? The any suite is considerably higher, yeah. I caught his arse with my face. <laughs> That wasn't pretty. And our, our esteemed um, half a G. Our esteemed uh, lovely 
security man, big rig, caught my knee with his nose and <laughs> absolutely smashed it across his face. Oh, all that. Oh, big rig's like the unsung, like, oh, he's, catch he, was, he, was, he was my hero that night. I think he's paid it. You hit a big rig. I reckon he's paid enough dues now, Big Rig. Oh, Big Rig, definitely. Yeah, I think he's. I saw Big Rig. He was paying his dues just before he even realised there were dues. He was just doing stuff. He didn't even know what a do was. He's never even asked, Have I paid my dues yet? He's never said. That's the mark of somebody who will not stop paying his dues. You know, he brings a tear to my eye. Genuinely, at the show we did at the uni recently. Um, uh, for another be appropriate. It's it's called uh, it's called uh, pay your dues right on Channel Three. Um, at the at the Northumbria Pro Wrestling Society show, nice. Pay your dues or we'll take it away. But um, at that show, I'm personally going to do some There were there was um there was uh, Josh there taking photos. And uh, I saw Big Rig having a photo in gear, and I've and all I know of Big Rig is obviously he's, he's he goes to the training school on Tuesday, yeah. and he's a yellow shirt, yeah. and I love him. So and I genuinely saw him in his gear. I went, Big Rig's having photos done. Big Rig's got gear. Genuinely, Big Rig has gear, which is actually pretty good. Do you know what? Ooh. I genuinely my heart fluttered a little bit. I was like, Big Rig's in his gear. Man and... Get him a get him on you. Okay. Get him on Bowers. I get him to do the podcast for you, man. For me. <laughs> He would as well. He would as well. What a guy, Big Rick. What a guy, Big Rick. Cheers, Big Rick. I heard he's really good with sound as well. What <laughs> call? Um, yeah, so. Okay, what were we talking about? We've got to talk about Chop again. Uh, I think we're moving on. Oh, it's always about being in air. Can't put self over. Just talk about Chop, eh? Well, I, I've just spotted something on here that uh, that is labelled in purple <laughs> that I think needs to happen. recently. And uh, if, if you were part of our fan group on Facebook, I can't even remember how. We started with it, it was on, it was on Valentine's. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day polls were going around. And what they were. And Chop, if you'd like to pay at least some of your dues, I think maybe get. Well, let, let's just tell the story board first, all right, before we get into it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sitting on Valentine's Day, just done the deed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got the kids to sleep first. Done the deed. I'm lying in bed, about to watch some of the network. Fucking phones going bing, 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 bing. Go, what the fuck's going on here? I'm Fire so happy. Roses are red, violets are blue. Chops not paid his fucking deuce. Another one there, another one. And I thought, and I thought, I'm not listening to this anymore. Fuck him. I love, absolutely love the fact that I was writing. A scathing, horrible poem about you whilst you were probably on the job. <laughs> There's a fair chance that I wrote a poem about the same time. I, I was writing a reply while I was still in mid floor mid, probably. Uh, quite seem distracted. So, I'm having all these little poems by all these little fans. I'll oh, get them in, yes. Let's have a little dig a chop, bang, bang. I'll have, yeah, whatever. Oh. And then, next thing you know, H. Howard has wrote a fucking. A Spielberg about it, I'm thinking. A Spielberg? I cannot sit a there. Steven Spielberg. Take that, it. I've had a few. I've had a few Jack Daniels. Oh. I'm not going to lie, I was on the Jack Daniels. And you did the deed. He smoked a cigarette. Uh, Jack Daniels. <coughs> it was a cigar. Get it right, it was a camel. This is post-criminal. Post-criminal pen out. Start spitting lines. 
<laughs> he, was full, he, was, he had full clarity as well, obviously, after doing the deed. He was ready to spit some Mind blood. crisp and focused. You don't so. want that smoke. Well, I, think. I, I hadn't just done the deed. Just say that. I hadn't done that show. You know why. Right. So what we're going So I was mid-floor, right, with my last. <laughs> Go, don't that deed. Right, okay. Listen to this shit. <laughs> you say lives, you ain't got time. Oh, right. How was your podcast with them oily men? That was alright. Well, that's what she thinks it is. She doesn't know what that shit is, does she? She definitely right. doesn't think I was talking about fucking right, So I think we, we should start from you having a little kick off about your phone going off as you. So it was bling, 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 bling. My phone was going off, right? Few people, fans, bowers, all these little shitty little queeps. So. Notice how Chop has just referred to Bowers and the fans as shitty little creeps. Queeps, 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 I said. Oh. As in little antidotes they were sending us. Quips. Quips, so I meant, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I, I'm a, fairly certainly said creeps. Quip. A queep is what... Um, a queep... After doing the deed. A queep... A queep is what Alma Fudd calls Radiohead's biggest song. <laughs> We really need that soundboard though. Whoop! <laughs> so then this one, next to your bowers, decides to send us a full-on queep. Big long queep, right? Will you stop your mucking about that? Just start the beat. I want to see how he's going to floor this because this is going to be. Ready, ready. Oh my word. Don't want that smoke. No. Tom, shut up. <laughs> Chop shaved my head and oiled up shreddy. He's always the first there to ensure the show is ready. He puts up the ring, the stage, and the screen. All of back shaved work so rarely seen. Forget about the wrestlers, Chop is the whole damn show. Without Chop around, there would be nowhere to go. There would be no devil, no coke, no landed gentry. You could show up at the riverside, but you'd be denied entry. Oh, 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 So let us all give thanks to Chop, our own son, superstar, who is the strongest, the wisest, the hardest by far. He has merchandise out, and I think we should all take a punt. But before you part with your money, just remember, Chop's a lying cunt. Oh! He said the cut W. I mean, this. You can see Chop. Where's Wood? I'm not going to drop the microphone. I'm going to drop my phone. Okay. That's, what are you going to say, DJ Chubby Chop? Dear Howard, my boy, you got me again. But don't you go worry, I'll still call you friend. I'll buy you a curry. <laughs> Yeah, you know this shit, right? I'll start out again. Put that beat on again. <laughs> I'll quit. I'll edit the fuck over this. I'll edit the fuck over this. Oh, fuck you. You'll know anything. You fucking know you had me on it. Used to. Like some fresh cut grass. Oh. Oh. <gasps> right, I'll start out again. I don't need no pen or paper to put you in your place. Go on then. What's your next line? Stick your fucking lines and I'll do it to your face. Hey! Hey, come on, let's start with hey, you. Hey, hey. What the fuck are you called Chop? It's not because you're strong, man. This has to be bland. You're missing some of your cock. Oh! Chop and cock that ride. Right. 
Yeah, Howard, my boy, you got me again, but don't you worry, I'll still call you friend. I'll even help you with a ring when no one is there. I'll even tell you you're great now since Roxy don't care. Oh! Don't get me wrong, he'll tie me in locks from my arms to my legs. He'll make me look like a cock. But I'll have the last laugh when you next see me stare, because I'll remember you when you still had hair. Oh! Monocles. You kind of look like Bowers, the hair from one side to the other, trying to get over. Bit like your career, trying to get over. Right over, over. Ah, now, as for me, it's time to stop. This was a receipt. I'm not here for the pops. My name is Chop till you drop, bitch. Watch out for that microphone drop. Drop a drop that ride. Drop a drop. Point out though before you continue your next verse. The big rig had put a oh gif on, right? Big rig had put a gif of the oh damn, you just got served kind of nature. Which you did. Yeah, short sure, kind of right. So, oh my dear chop, you really want this to go head to head? I will outrun you with ease and put all the bollocks you put to set. Oh, but, but yes. Oh, let's start that again. Wiki wiki rewind all that kind of. Wiki wiki rewind. Oh my dear Chop, do you really want this to go head to head? I will outrun you with ease, point out all the bollocks you have said. For start, you can't seem to decide if you're going to make it rhyme or not. Come on, leap into it like you do from the ring. Just be uh, sure you have another shot. Oh! Oh! I don't know why you want to rub me up when it's Shreddy who likes to glisten. We know each other for a long time, so maybe to my advice you will listen. Don't try to bitty big yourself up only to end up in pain instead of fame. Like how you finally help with the ring, not through honour, but shame. <laughs> shame! Yes, I used to have hair and a Roxy and now both have been relocated, but dare to suggest that I used to come over and your gender will have to be reallocated. Oh! Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Don't try to mock my over status or question my wrestling career. This is the only place that you have worked that hasn't had to go belly up and disappear. Oh! <laughs> so let's face it, Chop, you are no hoper, a loser, a washed up DJ. You're not mixing tunes or tracks, you're just a monkey in gorilla pressing play. Oh! oh. I got the YouTube adverts come on. <laughs> I remember that, I remember that happened in 8 Mile. I love that bit. I love that bit in Eight Mile when Eminem was like, "Lose yourself in the new, the music, the new Toyota Hybrid." Service, y'all. Big fan of what you do. Three, four. So let's face it, Chuck. You are no a hoper, a loser, a washed up DJ. You're not mixing tunes or tracks, you're just a monkey in gorilla pressing play. <coughs> now, if we are done and you admit your rhymes are inferior to mine, then you may want to pick that mic back up before Bowers gets a fine. Oh! Oh, oh, oh! oh. This is how it's going down, is it? This is how it's going down. What? Ready, whoa, whoa, let me go, let me go. Let me go. Uh, uh. One, two, three, 
Oh my god, I think I've been mocked. Another tirade from the shiny kid rock. Big Rig, don't be scared, it's all a big fad. You're much bigger than him, twice the size of him, lad. This ain't the place to battle me nightly. Come back tomorrow when you stop having a whitey. I don't want no pain, no shame, no fame. I'll send you a turkey for your hair to reclaim. I'm going to bed to have a dream of a world where HT Drake has long, some long flowing curls. I'm probably going to get chinned, I know, but I can't sit back and act like a hoe. I'm washed up so much I have a shower gel glow. Could be worse, I could be at an absolute show. Now let me sleep, please, it's far too late. This was a five-star classic. Let's just settle it at mates. Hey. Hey. There's one more left. There's, there is one more. Oh man, hot. Finally, thank God, it looks like you managed to find some game far better than your last attempt, which was really quite lame. It is getting rather late though, so I'm happy to call it and settle. I mean, it's a day of love after all, so sweet dreams, my little petal. Ah. Oh. That's the nicest rap battle ending. I was gonna been. say, I won. Ah. <laughs> I think most rap battles end with let's be mates I think more rap battles why are rap battles always angry you know what you should do uh, awful cage match no I want to do a polite rap battle <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ polite rap battle that was wonderful lads well done yeah, excellent yeah. excellent was, um, who won just tell me who won I think, I think the people need to decide that's what I was going to say I think what we'll do is we'll stick that up on Twitter or Instagram probably Instagram stories we'll stick a couple of clips up I think we'll choose your best bars and we'll, uh, and we'll I'll edit it. No, you'll <laughs> <laughs> miss out your entire first poem. I was going to say, because that was shocking. I was going to say, you've only got one bar that you can choose from. It's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fine. Well, I was going to say, what, what's your favourite moment in North Bean? I think that just oh, now. Yeah. It's pretty much this right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's as long as this is a pretty highlight. Right, so we've got the most interesting thing I've done in years. <laughs> I mean, I set Danny DeVito on fire not too long ago. That was quite good. You did, yeah, I enjoyed that. I always want to do that. Not Danny DeVito, just set shit on fire. We can, you can. That's a hidden HT Drake tongue, is fire breathing. It is. There you go. Well, that was straight fire, that. I don't know what you look like. Oh, straight fire. Straight fire. I need some weapon for these burns. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. <clears throat> so you can head to pinsandknucklesrestlingmerch.com and you'll find a bunch of your favourite wrestlers merchandise there. North wrestlers are included. The Dirty Dog Gene Money has five different shirts up there. Of course he does. Of course he does. I'm surprised he's not tech. Exactly. Chris Ridgway has some up there too. Chuck Mamro has a bunch. Not to mention Flash Morgan Webster, Jimmy Havoc, Tony Storm, James Ray, Will Ospreay, Travis Banks, Zebra Side, Simon Miller has some there and a bunch of other cool promotions. And guess what? Pins and Knuckles have also given us a special discount code. Use the code NORTHPIN10, all one word, NORTHPIN, P-I-N, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. If you use the code NORTHPIN, you can go bowling. North. <laughs> bowling. Bowling. We're going to jump onto the questions now. We've got some questions from the little queeps in North. <laughs> you little queeps. A bunch of queeps. Queeps, hey. Okay, so Jamie Pasha Charles on a Discord channel, a little fucking queep. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Jamie. <laughs> if Drake could remove one wrestling move, hold out of existence. I mean, it's a very negative comment. Anyway. Quite negative, what, man. What would it be and why? 
Um, I wouldn't actually like to remove any holds yeah. or anything, totally honest, because they've all got a place. They do. Is there any? Is there any move? There's so much are massively overused. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the obvious one is like the Canadian destroyer that used to kill mm-hmm. people, and now is you know. I think that's just. Like, I think that's. I think that's something everyone started jumping board now. Though yeah, it's like, it's things. These finishers that are moved as transitional. Yeah, everybody's doing a power driver everywhere and things like that. It's, yeah. it's you know, power driver should kill a man. Yeah, especially if it's on like the hardest part of the ring or it's on. Yeah, nowadays it's just thrown about. So nothing, Jamie. Mm. Jamie, yeah, nothing. Just people should stop using like tickets. This is a paraphrased Discord question because we had a like we had a influx of just weird questions on Discord. So I've paraphrased this one. What does the HT in HT Drake stand for? Right, I'm going to give you my full name and I'm going to be quick about this. Oh, I can't wait oh, for this. Gosh. Anyway, for about three Taxman again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, how about the taxman? How about the taxman? <laughs> Come <Right>. to collect. <laughs> right. Full name. How Tom's Timothy Pierre by following Montgomery Drake. That's it. Wow. wow. Right. Loads of things. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't gonna talk about shit. <coughs> me. Yeah. Nice, right. mate. You got right, a nice French ne- gimmick. The yeah. next. Oh. Uncharted. What was Uncharted's name? Game. Keith Uncharted. No <laughs> man. He was called Drake. He was called Nathan Drake. <laughs> Colin. Nathan Drake. <laughs> Colin Uncharted. <laughs> right. So the next. Um, when, the, the, right. The next person whose middle name that we've got to discover is John T Myers. Do you know it? We have had this discussion. Yeah. I shall reveal nothing. Yeah, he's, uh, he still won't let me know. He says that he'll. Uh, apparently, his kids don't even know. Good. That's even better. It's a mystery. Oh, I'd say Trent. Nah, it's going to be like. I've guessed Thelonious, but that's. Oh, Thaddeus. Yeah, Thaddeus. Timothy. <laughs> I think he probably would just tell you. What about Theodore? Oh, nice. What's nothing wrong with Theodore, though, is there? Uh, fatter of the chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I don't actually know, but we've had this long conversation. I've had a lot of guesses. I, I know, find, yeah, it's all right. I have to find my guesses to, that's a, it's to a thing, narrow it down. That's a thing that I think people should start getting on Twitter and just throwing a barrage of um, guesses at John T. Myers. <coughs> Jump in John Myers, asking him what his yeah I think if we, if we just bother him like that I'm sure he'll eventually cave the dawn of Twitter though, and if he, if he puts it on a t-shirt he's going to sell it isn't he? you know he's late oh yeah how's <laughs> the chop full shirts doing <laughs> not in front of the talent we're not going tell how many we're selling in front of them he sold one and it was the company that chop bought it off was the one who sold it to him I've got a private discord group that says different they want to buy it and oh, can't tell about it. when you say private discord <laughs> Uh, okay, question. Lewis from the Discord channel. Which gimmick would you kill forever and why? Ooh. 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 Which gimmick would I kill forever? Mm. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because of his face. But I really, really, really want to hit that curve. Oh, yeah. He does have a punchable face, right? Like, I honestly reckon that if I gave him a European uppercut, he'd turn to dust. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, especially, the thing was, that was the my favourite thing about getting Kurt up here was his accent as well he's got a very punchable face you put him up in the north as well and he all of a sudden sticks out even mm. I'm Matt Kurt <laughs> oh, he's, a <laughs> he's a bit of an anomaly isn't he in did the you rest see of that world. video he done today no from the Ruthless Aggression di- uh, documentary no I didn't so you know they're talking about um, the, the one they were going to put in the group um, Mark Jindrak yes 
Well, Triple H is talking about how they were in the back of the car and how he was going to chuck them out of the car. But before it cuts them off, Ginger Rack, Mark Kurt comes on and he's like, <laughs> what should we order off the menu? <laughs> and shit like that. It's pretty good, like, but yeah, I'm with you on that, like. Oh, 100%. Brilliant. We're going to do a quick, another quick word from our sponsor. I've here. got an extra question here. Have you oh, not got one on yours? Oh, 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 it's an extra question. Oh, right. I've got one on mine. Really? Jack in Doncaster says, Tell us about five star, you cowards. Ah. <laughs> Don't know what he means. Don't know what he means. Five star shit. Don't know oh. what he means. Five star. Look at the band who sang Rain or Shine. But we haven't really talked about Defiant as well. Which is fine. <coughs> you know, but you've done that. I think that period of time, though, where you kind of went full time, mm. it kind of rolled into Defiant and Five Star. Yeah, well, they actually came a few years after. Um, I was, I think five I was, Star did. Yeah, I think 2016. Nah, I'm sure Five Star and Defiant ran no, at the same I, I, time. I, I, five Star was before North Western existed because I went. Yeah, but I was. No, it wasn't because because we lived here whilst I was working for you, and I remember watching on that TV a Five Star wrestling episode from the arena. Did they did one before that. Yes, uh, no, I was only involved in the second room. Right, okay, because there was a first room, room that I went to. First room. I went. Oh, independent wrestling! Yes. Like, oh, there's some independent wrestling. I went, what the fuck is this? You were at the same one then, where the opening, the opening segment was AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio signing for their match in Sheffield. Yes. Wonder why they aren't popping for this? Yeah. I can't figure it out. It's fucking mental. Amazing. Like, I didn't know the card. I didn't know the full line of the card. <coughs> then they also put Jimmy Havoc, uh, Marty Skrull, Zack Sabre Jr., and it might have just been that as a three-way. It just yeah, chucked mid-card. It was, it was, it was a random weird show. Right. Sorry, but you only did the second one. Yeah, I was I was actually there for that first one, right. and I I say I wasn't uh, well, I wasn't on it. I did a couple of things for them. Right. Um, but yeah, I, for the second run from Newcastle onwards, I did did all the shows until they, they packed it in. Yeah. How, how many shows was that? It was it was not a lot. It was like five or six. Yeah. What was your view of Five Star? Yeah, it was a tragic, a tragic, tragic tragedy. Um, <laughs> like. It was it was strange. It was it was just it seemed to just make some really obvious mistakes mm. and just absolutely throw their money away. It was weird, but wasn't it? When you heard why, like I know for the TV deal they were locked into doing arenas. Ah, uh, okay. So even even like the guy who owned it, he was kind of like, oh, we shouldn't be doing these arenas. Like he knew. Oh, so they had he, to do the arenas. And he, I'll, <clears throat> I'll give him all the, the dues in the world because he worked his ass off yeah. to try and get that to work. Like he was there. Early doors, like five, six o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and he would lift things in and out. He would help with all the setup. He'd do everything. And bear in mind, this guy's, you know, he he owns it. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to do all that, and he's he's, he's a fairly wealthy guy. Um, but yeah, he would absolutely work his ass off to try and get it to work, and just like just just loads of things would just crash. It's weird, isn't it, with wrestling as well? Because like I think you you have you can't run. Before you can walk in wrestling, yeah, that like, was very much not even sprint before the Ruben Cole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not even just from a technical point of view, from a fan's point of view. I find it's like yeah. people will see you and they'll sit with very much with crossed arms, going, "I'm not for you doing the arena." I don't like it. Yeah. I need to see you doing a small place first, which yes. is quite well. Like the best, isn't it? But uh, the best show that did, I think, it was Plymouth, mm. and it was because it was a smaller show, right? 
and it felt just so much better. But they still had like they even the Newcastle one, even though it was half of the arena. Yeah, they still sold six hundred tickets. Yeah, which for an independent wrestling show in twenty sixteen. Well, that's the thing. If, if that had been pretty fucking good, like if that had been like a town hall or something like that, or something like you know maybe with a thousand capacity. Yeah. and they they got six seven hundred people in. Mm-hmm. It would look class. Well, what do you think progress are getting at the O2 O two Academy? They're getting seven hundred. I still believe the same. It's just all about the building. If, if you have the right building for the right crowd, you're getting. It they also class. booked it weirdly like I'm not going to get yeah. away from the fact like I can't get and neither was, should anyone it, it was, was booked madly it got better as it went along mm. but certainly when they were first starting that too and the thing is they announced as if they were I think it was something stupid like they were doing like 100 odd shows 128 shows or something really daft like that yeah. I was just like it was never going to happen Yeah, like if they said listen we're going to do six shows mm-hmm. and these are these are the places we're doing people might be more interested Yeah, because if you're doing that many shows they're like oh well, I can catch it again in like <laughs> two months what about um, so then what about Defiant because I guess that kind of they were the two bigger promotions or at yeah. least like financially backed promotions Defiant absolutely was a big promotion mm-hmm. yeah because he made a splash yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think Defiant massively suffered when it changed from what culture to Defiant. Yeah. But uh, th- there's reasons behind it which are perfectly um, kind of viable reasons why it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because it, it kind of changed hands to just being in like one person's hands as opposed to being associated yeah. with what culture as the, as, yeah. a, as the you know the bigger company. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine that for what what culture are trying to do, having their own wrestling promotion and basically all their content is WWE yeah. based content why they had to do the split because surely one was affecting the other and vice versa yeah I, I, um, I mean I don't know none of us yeah I think I think it was a case of like um, one of the one of the two main guys who were kind of in charge of it really wanted to keep running it and the other one kind of wanted to sack it off mm. so I think the guy who keep, wanted to keep running it said okay cool well we'll take it separate and I'll just run it yeah I think that's what I don't know yeah. for certain but I think that's kind that's of what the case was the fucking promotion to try and run by well that's, that's the thing like, I, I do feel part, sorry for um it's a guy called Peter. I mm. do feel sorry for him because he, again, he worked his arse off to try and get that thing to go, and it uh, it just didn't pay off in the end. Mm. And they tried so much to try a lot, and uh, some people think that you know they tried a bit too much because they were running too regularly. I think a little bit. I think they were running too regularly, and I think, um, and this is just my own opinion, but I think it's tough. When you've got to go out, and, and we, I found out with North is that you've got to go out to start off with and set your stall out quite like uh, like here's the standard. This is what we're yeah. going to do. And we're going to try and be a bit better than what else is out there. Everyone thinks that. To then, like, kind of retract from that, to then run in something a little bit more financially manageable, has been difficult even for North to do. Yeah. Never mind something where you had fucking, we're talking about it, the Conway, Kurt Angle, Bischoff, Bret Hart. Well, like, you also have to remember they got hit extremely hard by YouTube. Um, oh, yeah, like demonetization, demonetization, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Murdered. I mean, we did as well. I, I wasn't able to withdraw the two pounds seventy five that we had. <laughs> well, I think they, they they had a video. I think it was Rey Mysterio um, in a, in a match. I can't remember what it was, but they put up a thing basically saying, "Listen, this thing had had like, I think it was like two million odd views or something mm. daft, and it used to have." used to get them like a couple of thousand pounds and they got like £27.50 from it. Fuck me, ridiculous. I'd love to get £27.50 oh. from one match. Fuck yeah. me, that'd be great. But when that is your, <laughs> no, you know, your, yeah. source, your main source of income, <clears> you know, and it's... You and know, well, I, even if it wasn't, like suddenly to, you know, say, yeah. say you're making a couple of grand on a show or whatever and then suddenly, oh, actually all the YouTube money's gone so that's all the profit gone. Well, you've got to cut your yeah. cloth accordingly after that so then if you've had these really star-studded shows where you're flying in people from all, literally yeah. every corner of the world... 
And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we ain't got the budget to do that, so let's use the guys who were kind of half building up, yep. the guys who were maybe propping the show up that were our kind of yeah. enhancement. Well, the, the future the, define change direction for a lot of reasons from mm-hmm. from what culture. Um, I think personally, they, I preferred it. Oh, defiant. Yeah, Me too. I preferred defiant. I watched, cause I watched it was, more of defiant than I did. Yeah, it was, it was less kind of just on like, oh, here's a, a kind of a dream match, and here's yeah. a here's some people brought in to try and build some stories and. Uh, obviously a lot of people are like my friends and stuff got really good yeah I was going to say do you think we preferred it because of association probably a little bit probably it very much felt like a northeast promotion at that point it did did turn a lot into that but they they were still getting guys from around and things like that Um, I think the dichotomy for me though came I actually liked Pachiti and that lot being part of what culture wrestling because I think it wasn't for me like I wouldn't say I particularly liked their involvement to the level that they had it. However, what I liked about it was like that made what culture really distinguishable from yeah. fucking uh, any other promotion, and it really created a buzz. I, I will be totally honest here: like people who people who were random from watching what culture videos, they weren't coming for like me or anything yeah. like They were coming for you, you know, yeah. Adam Pachitis and people like that. Well, yeah, the, 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 but the, then you go and be introduced to some of the best wrestlers kicking yeah. about in, in the UK and absolutely hopefully that would then go on for them to look at other stuff I think, I think it was like and I, might, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here but like Will Ospreay was in progress at times really well and I'm pretty sure that he then put quite a bit of stock in being in what culture because he was yeah. like ah fuck it like I can see where this is going and the numbers didn't lie about what culture like mm-hmm. they were getting fucking so many yeah. views yeah like they had so much momentum they went over to America and ran Wrestlemania Florida didn't they yep and they did a you what was that match I was, I was over there my match in Florida it was possibly the worst match I've ever had <laughs> wow <laughs> right go on who was it it was uh, me and my esteemed uh, colleague my lovely lovely manager James R. Kennedy <laughs> against uh, the two other guys from Prospect right um who I for some strange reason can't remember the name of right now because I'm an absolute horrible person. <laughs> oh, edit it in with like. Uh, please edit it in. <laughs> what is that? What the fuck was that? Names. Alex. Yes. And Lucas. Lucas Archer. Lucas Archer. Archer. Alex. Alex. What the fuck was his name? Because he got he got the horrible accusation from. Uh, Gracie, Alex Gracie. Alex Gracie. So, Shall Howard, we, we edit in? Howard, what, you did have a match over in uh, Orlando, Florida as well, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did have happen to be one of the worst matches of my entire career yeah. in, in Orlando, Florida. It was me and uh, James R. Kennedy against yeah. Prospect. Right. So, um, was it was Lucas Archer right. and Gracie. Oh, right. Alex right, Gracie. Right, right. Um, and it was, it was just it was just horrible. Who was doing the commentary shit. for that again? Okay. Anyone big that was uh, Cornet may have been there. Cornet. Was he? Cornet. <laughs> Cornet kind of helped us kind of go through the match and then hated everything oh, from really? it. Oh. Even the stuff oh, that he'd put in. Put. It was did bad. <laughs> it was bad. So did he give you feedback after? Yeah, he did. It was oh it was it was grim though, like little things like I am no saying I knacked up that match mm. as well. I flipping because me and um uh, me and Kennedy did their finisher on them. And I just hooked it on wrong, and then I was committed, and I was like, "Oh God, I've hooked this on wrong." And then had and to then do a kind of half, kind of half ass Frankenstein version of the move, which just looked terrible. Uh, I have watched it back. What's it's, Cornet saying about it? Is he staying? In, is he? I can't he, remember. I think I watched it on mute just to, to <laughs> try and <laughs> just try and save that. my own uh, my own feelings. I'm gonna go and watch it. Yeah, it was it was pretty grim. 
But um, no, it was weird that match. It was, I mean, it was great going mm. up to Orlando and obviously mm. and uh, and stuff like that. But it was it was a weird show because it didn't feel like a what culture show because like the production value was just dropped right off. Yeah, it was in some random just Carl sport hall. That one, Carl Smith, who does the sound right. review in Gorilla Position with Chopman Gorilla Position. He went to that uh, WrestleMania with a couple of my other pals, and he's like, "There's a fucking what culture show here." He's like, "Should I go?" He went and there was like there was quite a lot of people from the northeast sitting yeah. there as well. Really? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was weird. Like, like yeah. if, if a, lot, a lot of people would like, obviously a lot of people travel for me yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And I think they just went, oh, there's a what culture show on here. Some of the lads are here. Is that not like going to Benidorm and going to Linnickers? <laughs> go, oh, we've flown to Florida. Let's go to a what culture show. You kind like, of, kind of. Yeah, but it feels. I would have said more like Sticky Vicky though. For some <laughs> oh, oh God. Dear. Jesus Christ. But we, yeah, it's just you can see some of your local lads only with a sunburn. You know, I think it's great. That is part it's of like being old, but you got the weather. That is, yeah. You know, my favourite thing about... <laughs> English breakfast. Oh, there's the Irish pub and the English breakfast you get for three quid full English breakfast pints of bitter only fools and horses on telly what culture up the road oh it's like being Grimsby but with the fucking weather oh crumbs right anyway so yeah so Defiant uh, and was there any other bits of Defiant I got Liam Slater actually posted a a, a tweet out today he did asking about the maddest yeah, ring job or something. it's fairly well known that you're the ring don of Britress. What's the most ridiculous ring job story that you've got? Ooh. He can think of a few. One of which I think was an exploding <coughs> ring post that you had to then go and get welded in Nottingham. And then some of the uh, three, yeah. long, three, long, three so, long trips that you had to do. What culture um, had bought a ring? And I, I'm not going to mention the company, but I genuinely think that they thought because it was a what culture thing, mm. uh, they thought it was going to be people like Adam Pacitti and that. Mm-hmm. rolling around in the ring for a bit of a video didn't right. realise it was an actual show so they had provided a ring that was extremely light build had chip boards instead Ooh, of shit. plywood so literally after the first show all the boards were good for was like mopping up sick uh, and it just it was the welding on it was, was don't show it tell me how you really <laughs> I, I basically condemned the thing um, <laughs> but yeah so uh, during a show well, during the setup of a show, um, the welds on one of the ring posts to where like the frame attached to the ring post, so mm-hmm. basically the thing that keeps the floor up, um, snapped. Fuck. And I basically had to kind of <coughs> bolt it together by drilling into the post and then putting bolts in and threading it and then putting what, some the like... during show? Or is this after the show? Like during setup, it happened. <clears throat> so I basically had an hour to go out, find what I could at a local tool station and make the ring so it wasn't going to fall apart. <laughs> And literally, when I took those bits out at the end, it, the post just fell to bits. Oh, my God. And then I looked at the other posts, and the other posts were about to do it. So the next day, we were in Newcastle, um, and we had a show. So I drove home with the ring early, went to an engineering place that I used to work at at 5 in the morning, got one of the welders, who I knew well, to weld all four ring posts to an actual standard. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Repair it, and then take it... Back to uh, the O2 Academy where we were having the show, and then get the ring up, Bloody and then do the show, and then take down, and then I think we had a show the next day as well. That's the things that just people don't see, because yeah. obviously that's how you fucking pay dues. Isn't it? <laughs> that's exactly so how you pay dues. You just right there. know a welder. <laughs> so I'm going to get the other question. Yeah, that, that's one of the more ridiculous ones. Although the sing- if you want the quickest, the most single, most ridiculous story from me doing a ring job yes. is actually me falling asleep. Um, yes. So we uh, were on the road with, I think it was a What Culture as What Culture, 
and uh, we were doing a few on a bounce, and I, I was sleep deprived. I believe the night before, the reason why I was so dead uh, was we'd had some breakdowns and stuff like that, and then I got to a hotel to find my hotel room. There was a Keith in there. Now to Keith Lee. Not Keith Lee. Oh, a man that? larger than Keith Lee. That'd have been great. If Keith so basically, Lee I walk into this this know. hotel room and there's a single double bed and Keith is in there, who was helping out. Now, is Keith, super, super hungry. This is super hungry. <laughs> he had a gimmick called Super now, Hungry. Now, that's how big he was. To put this to put this into terms, have you ever played Pokemon where there's a Snorlax in the room? <laughs> this is effectively what was in the middle. Pokemon reference. This was effectively what was in the middle of the bed. I was like, right, okay. So I went back to the desk and went, right, is there any other rooms? It sounds like a freight train in there. There's a Snorlax in my bed. So they would say, oh, there's another room. Somebody hasn't checked in. Champion, I'll have that room. So I go get a bit of sleep. And then uh, I think this is about four in the morning and about half six in the morning, the person who's actually this room belongs to finally shows up because they had a car breakdown. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, right, okay. Well, I've got to be on the go shortly anyway. So so I'm up So I'm from four, get a bit of sleep, half six, oh I'm up and I'm on the go. Yeah. Then we go and do the show, and we set 99% of the stuff up, and I think there's a couple of things in the van, but I was like, right, I'm going to go get some lunch. Um, and it was like, I think it was the turnbuckle pads or something in the van, or something like that. So I go, get some food from Morrison's. Good good meal deal. I love it. Best meal deal. Mm. Best meal deal's going. The salad box goes in the meal deal. The salad box is damn fine. I oh, think I particularly, I had the chicken strips on this particular occasion with some crisscross fries. Um, so anyway, had that, and then I was just sat on a bench and just went, Oh God, my life! And then I am rudely awoken a good hour later uh, from my phone going off because they can't get in the van. I've got oh. the keys. The show's about to start. <laughs> I'm a twenty minute walk away, and uh, yeah, some of the things that they need to finish the ring are in the van. Oh it's God! Slapdash nature of these. And big Liam loves shows. that. Liam loves that story because I fell asleep on the job. <laughs> <laughs> I believe oh. later in the night I actually did fall asleep again watching the show from the rafters. And I fell asleep watching a Kurt Angle match. Oh, come on now. Grim that. So, I'm going to get this que- these questions out of the way. Some really hilarious... Na- some hilarious name questions. That's what oh, saying. God, so, uh, here we go. What's your favourite song from the rapper Drake? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm uh, going to honestly say I could not name a single song. <laughs> what's your favourite scene from the popular US TV show, Drake and Josh? <laughs> Never seen it. Uh, is the Drake and H.C. Drake reference to the mythical lizard monster of English folklore or in reference to a male duck? <laughs> well, um, well, my name's Howard. And Howard, Howard male duck, yeah. Uh, I had cruel parents. Howard the, the duck. duck? Yeah. Yeah, cruel, cruel mind, ass parents. Mind blown. I used to get that from the video, Dan. It was a weird uh, film. Now, you see, my parents claim... That um, how the duck wasn't around, but how the duck uh, started in 1980, and I was born in 85. Gonna say yeah. So yeah, they're, they're just cruel. Age, so, You're yeah. younger than me. Yeah, I am. So oh, you're too. Yeah, December 84. Oh, okay, so you're the year below me in school. I'm, yeah. I'm July 84. January 84. I'd say you'd have a hard paper round, would it be a hard ring? I'm the oldest in the room. You would know about paper rounds or any form of graft. (laughs) Hey, I had a paper round when I was a kid. We're going to skip through. What do y'all pay my dues? Like. One more, one more name question. Did you take inspiration from your for your name from Charlie Drake, the comedian actor, or because of your love of ducks? Um... I took inspiration from my from my name from a birth certificate. <laughs> right. And that was Bowers Hilarious Questions. <laughs> Funny corner with Bowers. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Cha-ching. 
your sides have been split. It's the Bowers Funny Corner. It's Bowers' banana split. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Like your sides. <laughs> Very alone. The Bowers Funny Corner. Do you want to kill the government now? Or? <laughs> We've got some. Bowers in. Funny Story. <laughs> he is a funny story. Howard, you're named after a duck. Gonna. Anyway. Here's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you got a future in commercial radio, pal. What do you have on your pancakes? That's my favourite. That was my favourite Facebook status from yesterday. It annoys me every time every year. I rant about how every local fucking radio show goes. Oh, what are you having on your pancakes this year? And I always put a little shitty post about it, like taking the piss, going, "This is this is." Low-hanging fruit, bottom-of-the-barrel fucking content. Don't do it. Oh, do you want to do your pancakes? Every year I moan about it, and there is always people that put, I have sugar on my... <laughs> I don't, I'm not asking! I, I genuinely don't care! I genuinely don't care! Nutella and bananas. But... Stop, I don't care! <laughs> Whatever you put, stop it up your bum. I don't care. <laughs> Travel next. <laughs> Let's get over to Chop in the Chopper. Oh, Chop in the Chopper! Both ways, tank tunnel. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All the way with a ten-pound voucher for McDonald's after Rita Ora. I love radio, but fuck radio. <laughs> so you could, you could replace radio with wrestling, though. You, yeah, there's that's. The I think I found thing. myself in, in a world where there are there are dangerous tropes on the side. Wait, so then we've got top, the new features, Tom's rant as well. Tom's angry rant. <laughs> I'll tell you the thing about Pancake Day. <laughs> Bloody hell. Right, anyway, sorry. Okay, we've gone off track. Uh, we're going to skip through these questions here because we're running out of time. So for, for Howard, is it video space games or is it video games? Oh, and can he discuss art versus video games? And that's from John Myers on Twitter. Nice. Now, that's something. That's that a reference right there. Me and Howard at this table know about. I love this, though. This Did was you... the single greatest job I've yeah. ever done. It was fucking brilliant. I was video space games? Fuck no. <laughs> no, I was I was video games without a space. Yeah. The obvious true. So, we, so I was I was a hero. To give it a bit of, give it a bit of a backstory uh, to it, we that. got we got um, through uh, Rory. We got offered. We got asked to do this alternative um, uh, video games conference yeah. based in Hebden Bridge, and they did a lot of like really cool kind of like workshoppy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it was not many. I mean, about hundred and fifty people. Yeah, there, again, but the the room you couldn't see for oh, people. It was it was really really cool. I mean, it was in Hebden Bridge as well. It was a really really cool little place. Yeah, it was quite cool. And it's quite like an art. The venue kind was of, quite nice. It had loads of like nice uh, little stuff around and stuff. And like, I'd nice do, little cafe. I'd happily do a show there again. Yeah. Like happily do a show there. So they got in touch and they were like, right, we've had this long running th- theme through. I think they've been doing four four years. Yeah, running this conference. And they were they wanted to do this concept where it was video space games or video games, and the it was concept, video games versus art to begin with. Yeah, and and then business comes in. Yeah. So this is a conversation that they have. It's like whether business is like industry is the main thing in video games, whether uh, art is more important, um, whether it's pronounced uh, spelled video with video games with a space or video, video games, games altogether. Yep. And they asked us to put on a wrestling match that. Um, basically told the story told the of that story. concept yeah. and we fucking nailed it like well I think I think that a bunch of these people turned up expecting a pantomime yeah I mean they, got, uh, they did they get somewhat of a pantomime <laughs> but 
I think they genuinely did not actually expect us to be no. able to do any wrestling. No. Because I got one of the biggest pops in the world for reversing into an arm drag. Yeah. I reversed a wrist lock into an arm yeah. drag and got one of the biggest pops I've so, ever so had in my had, life. So we had, so they come into this, like, it was, like, it was kind of like a community art yeah. centre. Like, fucking lovely, though. Like, had a bit of money spent on it. It was lovely. Yeah. And they, they come in and we had uh, Mike uh, Angus as ring announcing because yep. Tom, I don't think he could, oh, I think it was. Do you know what? I hadn't been invited. Neither. Me neither. Oh, no, because we only had one car. So we, we had, had one car. Yeah, I'd had have done it. I had a car for you, Tom. I'd have done it in a you heartbeat. For the show I'd have time. done this gig. Yeah, in a but then, then we would have all made less money. I don't know. Actually, I would have done it for free. I don't think you were announcing at the time. Yes, I don't. I don't think just I think because Stevie was doing your ring announcing, yeah. I think I was commentating. So and I, I think wasn't considering. they had their commentators who were just basically throwing in puns. So we were like, this was like the this was keeping the costs down to it. So Mike, came yeah, because it was like it was a four four wrestler team plus who do we have? Reffin? Do we have Jump John? John, yeah, yeah Jump John, Reffin, because I couldn't get there till late. Yeah. So I picked John up on the way. Yeah, that was it. So anyway, and I was coming from near the Yeah, and I had, anyway. the, I had the four guys in the car with the ring. So they they put this fucking mad concept together, which we were like, that's not going to work at all. So then we came up with an idea where we'd do this, and they went, that's not going to work at all. And weirdly, we got into this lovely little like mix of like an actual wrestling match and this mad, weird arts versus business video games match. And honestly... I have never heard a hotter crowd at a wrestling show than these 150 people who were not wrestling fans. Maybe five to ten of them were wrestling yeah. fans, and most of them didn't have a clue. For so it was it was Benji. Uh, Benji was art. Connor was business, and um, Irish, Irish oh, was Rory Coil was video games with a space who we wanted to be gratuitous violence yeah that would have been much better and he came out with a fucking chainsaw yeah. oh, I bet I had a working chainsaw, chainsaw. Working yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know they went out to use it so didn't we use the sound effect I think we used the sound effect <laughs> of him swinging a chainsaw without a chain on it so they go going <laughs> to love doing all that so it was you against, yeah. it was you hey I went Benji. up to my parents and stole that chainsaw oh, yeah. <laughs> it was you against Benji and Benji was art and he had yeah. his foppish hair and stuff like yeah. that and he just, he was basically Benji landed gently Benji and he came out and they started to like, you were kind of squaring each other up and like went into a lock and then I think he threw you off or you threw him off the ropes and then you dragged, or you ducked away. He, no, he just put me in a wrist lock. He just put me in a wrist lock and I just kind of let, let it settle for like 10 seconds and, and then reversed I, it. I was, I was standing at the side, so it was really weird to set up, I was standing at the side with Mike Angus like, yeah. and I was like, oh, no fucking clue how this is going to go but it's like, no matter, we've been paid. It, yeah. like, it wasn't a ticket selling thing for us. It was like, but also I was like, Kind of hope this is like half yeah. decent, and then so it yeah, so off. yeah, literally, I was just just from a wrist lock, did a forward roll, ended up putting uh, Benji in an arm drag, and they absolutely lost their shit. They went fucking bananas, and then I think uh, Rory Coyle comes out with the chainsaw. Yeah, so I had to, I was like kind of running, so I was like right yeah, from the, I was like right, it's your fucking turn to go now, and I had to like yeah, because Connor comes in next. Yeah, I had to part the fucking crowd for them, and honestly, the crowd were like. It was like, you know, like when you watch a MTV music video and they're like, hey crowd, can you go mad? Yeah. It was like that. Like, <laughs> people were literally like going, oh my God! <laughs> this is fucking it was, mental. It was thoroughly ridiculous, but yeah. br- brilliant at the same When's time. When's the next one? I don't know, yeah. Like, we've been, we've, we've been asked quite a few times to do like uh, fairs and stuff like that and I've kind of said do them I'd love to do them but also not really like we could be Artie Farty could we we so could we be have the Artie and the Farty I would I'd, I'd, pick, I'd pick our moment <laughs> together to <do> <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, it's like my, my and Carl's tag team. You you guys can be Artie and Farty, but my and Carl Smith's tag team <laughs> are meet and greet. He's me and I'm great. Get so, in. Anyway. But we had, the, we had the wrestling match at your wedding as well. Which yeah, is, yeah. In terms of like wrestling in, in uncertain territory. It really, really works. <coughs> and what I don't want to do for North as well is like just take it to like a village fete and do like some crap wrestling. Or yeah, because you, you need you to keep it true to form. Yeah, there was somebody who got in touch and it was like, I think it was like a boys club like fundraiser and I was like, I'm not. We were talking on Saturday night with um, Dan Lacey about the time you remember when you did the, the circus. Oh yeah, that, that was fucking massive, great, wasn't like. it? That, I mean, that, I couldn't make it, but it was yeah, it was massive. Like um, we didn't feel it as much as we liked, uh, but it's one of those things where if it it was a bit last minute, if yeah. it had been done a bit better, it could have been phenomenal. I remember we only had about three weeks running. Yeah, we only had, we had a very short run. I remember hearing about that as a promoter? I was like, what the fuck are you doing a circus tent? Oh, fuck off! <laughs> I, like, God, I remember the pictures. Doing circus tent. Wrestling awesome. started in the circus. Exactly. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. do a circus tent. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Ivan Pudubny stretching members of the crowd. Maybe that's what North should do. We should just buy a circus tent, a yellow and black circus tent, and just set up on Beaconsfield and time out. Do you think it's like, even with like a medium one, you can get a good number of people in. You can get like easy four or five hundred in. Let's get back on the fucking road with the circus tent. Anyway. All right, so that was that. Uh, We will go. I was saying we're going to fire through these really quickly and we spent about ten minutes. Annie Emerson on Twitter, how tempted have you ever been to come down and save your ring from a death match and what's the closest you've come to doing that? Um, well, the main death matches that happen um, happen at places that they've got their own canvases, so that does help. Yeah. Um, the closest I've come to probably come down, but I wasn't going to do it, was actually at North. Was it really? And it is when our esteemed, oh, my esteemed lovely oh. friends and comrades... Rampage and Screwface decided oh. to start ripping up my brand new phone, which I that was the second show it was used on. I had to tape it all back together. I was like, "Cheers, guys!" Uh, I remember watching. I did that. have a word with them. To be fair, I, was I right, remember but. watching that and like, uh, well, the thing was that it was just in the moment. I think it's difficult, isn't it? And they had okay. The thing is, had, are they okay? They'd asked me to do it. And I just said, "Oh, you just be careful. It's, it's fresh yeah. foam." But obviously, you can't. Like, you in know, gingerly, <laughs> nicely fold up the foam to reveal the boards underneath. No, so I can understand why, but it's just like, oh, cheers, pal. Yeah, it is a, I thought you'd find a really creative way of, way of taking the ring down before the show had finished. Yeah, just, I was just really badly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're done in the wrong order. They should have really popped the ratchets first. Then you have to loosen, <laughs> then you have to loosen the ropes, take them off. Last three like, qu- the canvas comes a little bit later, you know. Last three questions. We're running out of time. Okay. Neil Rogers, and I would like to put this one onto you. Pre-show shoot wrestling, discuss... Uh, this, is, this, is otherwise, this is otherwise known as uh, bullying Josh. <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen you nearly like, oh, yes. put Josh to sleep. Josh well, is our camera guy as well. Josh well, Metcalf, this is, yeah. right? Yes. Josh. Phenomenal wrestler. I uh, want to put this out there. I went to the last training session I went to, I saw Josh Metcalf in a training t- in a trainee tag match, and you were there yeah. as well. I thought he was brilliant. Well, this is the thing as well, I think, is, and, and this actually has been a little bit of a bone of contention because people kick off about it. And I'm not sure you should kick off about people who work in wrestling who haven't got trained before, but there are a lot of people who work kind of, I don't want to say peripheral jobs, but jobs that are maybe backstage who are trained in wrestling. Yeah, and it it's actually, almost like they're paying their dues. <laughs> Isn't that right, chap? Something like that. But I have some so, things in the ring. I have to fuck out of you trained. <laughs> you dressed up like Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you did dress up oh, like Bailey. Oh, I'm talking about the absolute days. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. With five, the man man. himself. It's a vicious rumour. <laughs> Jack King on Twitter. I think we all Before know you that. You were just talking down the story about the shoot style. Do you know you got a nickname, though? Have I? From some of us backstage. We go, oh, 
Stew's off. Do you know why you get called Stew? Because it's too hot. Yes. Uh, and he goes to shake your hand, and, and if you're in the fucking, don't get in the ring, shake his hand, because that fucking arm just creeps up, and then it's behind, and before you know it, you're gonna take you in the dungeon and gonna now, stretch you. Now you see, I'm, I am, I am perfectly lovely. So I allow Josh a ten-second head start. <laughs> yeah, he did actually. I, I also, that. I also at the, uh, the fabled. At the fabled, um, not from your uni show recently, beat him only using my legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that fabled Northumbria uni show, uh, we, 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 yes, know that, we this do is know a, that union very much, I think. Yes, we do. It is the best pro wrestling um, universe society going trivia, in the northeast. Trivia, uh, I don't know if they are the only one, but they were certainly the first ever uni <clears throat> society to actually put on a show. Oh, wow. Mm. I mean, that is really cool. Yeah, that, that is, is cool. And, the fact that they, put and they do a cracking job of it. Was that with us or was that with MEW? Uh, the first one with, was the crossover with us. Yeah. With Absolute, wasn't it? Yeah. With Absolute, yeah. Is that where we were doing backstage skits? By any chance. So chop first. Oh, yes. Yeah, ideas above his station. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, going to that, Jack King. We all, we all know Jack yes. King. Um, My colleague. Please... Please ask him, H.C. Drake, to talk about that 30-minute tag team Iron Man match at Northumbria where the timer broke. <laughs> I mean, so, I can't really say anything about timers breaking. But so, yes, yeah, so the the lovely students at Northumbria University Professional Society um, had set up us to have this 30-minute uh, Iron Man match. It was me and Satchel Jones versus the landed gentry. And well, all well-known for their... <laughs> well known for our 30 minute Iron Man matches but the concept was fine and all that kind of stuff um, but what they hadn't done was test what happens when their timer and the sound is used at the same time so their timer which was obviously set for 30 minutes would reset every time they played any music or you know a <laughs> ring bell so so yeah, um, yeah we were <laughs> We were a good 17 minutes into this Iron Man match or something like that when the first fall happens and then we're reset back to 30 minutes. <laughs> and Never then, ending and tag then, match. Whoa, 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 whoa. And whoa. nobody Grant seemed to think, right, let's it. sack off this timer and we'll just have announcements for the time or something like that. So we, we went to it and then came back in the ring and just after killing a lot of time doing a lot of silly stuff, came back into the ring and realised, hang on, they've just restarted the timer. And it's on about 21 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and the next fall that we put on is going to add another 30 minutes back. Yep. <laughs> so, long long story short, our 30-minute Ironman match went about 48 minutes. <laughs> went about 48 minutes. And the finish went from having two minutes left to having about 18 seconds left. So the finish got knackered and we had to do something off the cuff. <laughs> but was it still a good match? It was good fun. Uh, my, pers- my personal favourite was finding Super Benji in a carpet that was I my favourite really, part of the match I can only really laugh at that because we've talked about the scramble and this is what happens when you put timers on rest on live yeah. wrestling it's not like we're going to do another one is it well we're not having any fucking timers on it <laughs> right last question and it's from at handsome awkward where do you see Brit rest scene in five years time still on the rise off the back of an amazing few years or a sad decline I don't personally don't see either of them I, I think it's good. I think it's reasonably settled now. I think so. I think we've kind of like hit into a groove where it's like I think this is what we I think. Expect. I think some places will rise, some will fall, but I think the overall size of it is probably roughly set. Yeah, I think it's workable and yeah. maintainable. I mean, there might be something where you know one company 
gets super popular through something or gets backed from something else and then you know becomes big. But I don't, I don't certainly don't see there being a massive drop off and a decline. And I think certain areas will always be there. I think I kind of hope that everyone involved in wrestling now in this generation of, of British wrestling understands that everything's cyclical because I think people freaked out and the, the whole name of this show is to take the piss out of the fact that everyone picked out yeah. freaks out at you know wrestling dying when like you said like either someone really heavily backed comes into the arena and like tries yeah. takes everyone out and puts them on contract and everyone freaks out and thinks that indie wrestling is now never going to exist yeah it always fucking will like mm. and it's cyclical and like things take a dive and things come up and yeah, I think I think I think you're probably right. I think it's just one of those things where it'll it'll grow a little bit, it'll shrink a little bit, but yeah. I don't think yeah, you're going to get a massive boom or decline. And it's not like nobody is training to be a wrestler anymore. No, exactly. And that's the thing that always surprises if, if anything, me. If anything, if anything, I think in terms of wrestling schools and things like that, I think they're on the increase. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And, I think with promotions as well, I think you've got a better standard of promotions. Yeah, I think there's. A lot of the very, very small promotions kind of died off just because they, they obviously weren't making that, money. They'll always so happen, though. I've seen a lot of their uh, kids' schools more pop up as well. Mm. That's that, a big thing. That, that's becoming a big thing. I mean, mm. personally, I don't, I don't particularly agree with it. No, but it's, not really, no. It's not, that's not for me to no. really talk <clears> about. But, um, yeah, I think it's one of those things where the, the standard of even, like, your kind of, your lower kind of still working in, like, social clubs kind of place... The standard's so much higher yeah. than it was mm-hmm. four or five years yeah, ago. Go and see a really good fucking show. Mm. Um, in, a, in a, like I, I've always said, the family friendly wrestling it comes like or that kind of yeah. like uh, community center wrestling. It's not that it's not without its place. It's really fucking no, and, and some of them, some of them absolutely pack the place up, mm-hmm. and some of them do great draws well, in like in what would you know people would think might be not the greatest room or the greatest area. Or something I love like that. absolutely. At but if they get if they get a great if they get a great draw, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it is. And family family wrestling. That's how it started. That's what yeah. it was. Like, North's a new thing. Like, not new, but, like, it wasn't us. But, you know, adult-based wrestling, adult-oriented wrestling, that's a recent thing. Wrestling's always been for families. Wrestling's yeah. always been for there will always be that. And, like, if you look at... Even if you just look at some of the, the shows going around, which which are kind of family-friendly, mm. you've got some, some mad ones where you, a company which you, you might not think, you know, has big names in it or anything like that, and you see they get, like, 700 people in yeah. and stuff, and you're like, well, you can't argue, can't knock them. Exactly, right, so we've run out of time, unfortunately. That means that we missed the Chop Tom Get the Stables feature. Ah, we missed ah. the Time Capsule feature. Oh but God. we've hit everything else. About. But we've made some new features. And we had a rap battle. So there you go. We hit plenty of marks. In exactly, there. so episode eight of Indie Wrestling Dead is donezo. You can find us at northwrestling.co.uk for merch and tickets. NCL 24, Let the Cannons Fly 3 is on April the 5th. It's the Sunday show this time at the Riverside Newcastle, which is Mania Day. North Wrestling, NCL on Facebook and YouTube. North underscore NCL on Twitter and Instagram. Northwrestling.pivotshare.com to subscribe to our on-demand service. Andrew at northwrestling.co.uk for any correspondence. Howard, where can I find you on Twitter and Instagram? You can find me at Drake Wrestler on both of them. And Tom, Mr. Tom Campbell on Twitter, isn't it? At Tom Campbell on Twitter forever. Thank you. Tom Campbell with the blue tick. I got in there years ago. With the blue tick. Hell yeah. Where were you, Chop? DJ underscore Chop at Twitter and the other way around the Chop underscore DJ on Instagram. Not to make it difficult. Uh, and I'm just and actually at um, pay your dues chop on Twitter as well. Don't follow no, that he shit. <laughs> also, he doesn't have that. Obviously, that's not his. Well, whose is it? I wonder. Yeah. I'm at North underscore NCL. That's me, pretty much. Or you can go Andrew J Bowers. You want to see some mainly me dicking around the Photoshop with Vinny Yeah, I don't put that guy. 
shit. You will. No, I don't do that. Anyway, big thanks to Grapple Clothing and Pins and Knuckles Merchandise. And to you, the North Faithful, we're out here.